Well, as we mentioned in the beginning of Mass, this is an important and a strong day in the church. We kind of use the word feast, kind of a generic. It's, it's really a memorial, obligatory memorial, and we refer to it as Seven Sorrows of Mary or Our Lady of Sorrows. And as I said, it's very important because it's put right after the exaltation of the cross. So this is remembering the sorrows that Mary went through seeing what Christ did in his passion. So she's participating in the passion of her son. It is also, um, as I mentioned, eight days from her nativity, which completes an octave. What a beautiful octave. Mary was born, but then with Christ she suffered. And so this title, Our Lady of Sorrows, focuses on her intense suffering during the passion of Christ. Although she didn't have nails physically driven in her, or sword piercing her side, she did in the heart, the spiritual suffering. All right, now, the normally this in art has been depicted by seven swords that pierce Mary's heart. This is like a spiritual martyrdom, not the physical like Christ went through. And the devotion, this devotion was started by the Servite order back in 1668, right at the exact same time as the Sacred Heart with St. Margaret Mary Alacoque. Um, it ended up being finalized by Pius VII. But it, as I said, it's, it's, it's important because, um, in fact, this is one of the few Orthodox icons of the Theotokos, which does not depict the infant Jesus. It's just Mary. And these seven sorrows should not be confused with the seven sorrowful, I'm sorry, the five sorrowful mysteries of the rosary. They're actually different. Now, what are they? Do you remember? Uh, well, you could pray the seven sorrows chaplet. This is in a very popular prayer, uh, which is one our father and seven Hail Marys. Now, what are they? Because they are different than the sorrowful mysteries. We refer to them as the seven sorrows. Now, what are they? Well, to refresh your memory from back in Catholic school, the first is the prophecy of Simeon, where he told her that this boy would be responsible for the rise and fall of many in Israel, and you will have a sword pierce your heart. This is Luke chapter 2. It's really the circumcision of Christ when this happened. All right, what's the second sorrow? It is the flight into Egypt, where they had to pack up everything, trusting God, and head to Egypt. This was Matthew 2.13. Then the third sorrow of Mary is the loss of the child Jesus in the temple. This is also back to Luke chapter 2.43. I always... I don't smile in a negative way or a condescending way, but I always, always laugh like when my mom would, I would, she would take me to the store and I'd go off into the toy section or the model plane section or the sports section and she, she would lose me. And then I remember giving, getting the lectures, don't do this to her. Like, don't make me worry like this. And all I could think of now as an adult is how Mary must have felt. How do you lose God? How do you lose Jesus? And um, so that was the third sorrow, was the loss of child, the child Jesus in the temple. Okay, the fourth, 
This is where Mary meets Jesus on the way to Calvary. Now there are some similarities with the stations of the cross, different from the sorrowful mysteries of the rosary. But the fourth sorrow of Mary is meeting Jesus on the way to Calvary. And I always ask in my prayers, you should too, that Mary be with me like you were with Jesus in my passion, because we will all go through our own passion. Ask Mary to meet you along the way like she did Jesus. All right, the fifth is Jesus dies on the cross, kind of like the 12th station. This is from John 19. So she's there at the cross when Christ dies. Then number six, the sixth sorrow of Mary is the piercing of the side of Jesus and, and Mary receiving her, his body into her arms. Now this is divine mercy. This is divine mercy, seeing Jesus' side pierced. Yes, that's tragic, but what comes forth? The blood and the water, the birth of the church, the giving of the Holy Spirit, the image of divine mercy. All right, so that was number six. Number seven is the body of Jesus is placed in the tomb, like the 14th station. And so we see a connection. This is why today it's a Friday. It's a beautiful, it, you know, this date always is on September 15th, but it just so happens today to be on a Friday. What a perfect day for you to do Stations of the Cross. We have life-size Stations of the Cross here at the shrine. It is a plenary indulgence any day of the year that if you do them at a legally erected place like your church or here at the shrine. What a beautiful time to do it, a Friday and this being the Sorrows of Mary. Now, we have two options for readings in today's Mass. I don't know if you know this, but one reading uh, that I read is Jesus gives Mary as a gift to John and to us. Now, he could not do that if he had brothers and sisters. If he had any blood brothers, he could not have given Mary to John. John was not his blood brother. We know that because it says John's parents were uh, the sons, they were the sons of Zebedee. And um, so his mom was Salome. He's not Jesus's blood brother. Now, if Jesus had blood brothers, there was no way he could give Mary to John on the cross. This proves Jesus did not have blood brothers. Oh, but Father, it says in the Bible, Jesus had brothers and sisters. That is the word ah in Hebrew or adelphos in the Greek, which could mean any close relative. Anybody that is considered, you know, I always say, like to cameraman Giuseppe, to me, your family, your family. Even though I'm not related to cameraman Giuseppe, he's family. Brother Mark, Brother Ken, all my brothers, they are family. They're not my blood brothers. And this is how we understand it. Now, and the other reading that I could have read was Mary and Joseph marveled at what was said to them by Simeon. Now, this was not because they didn't know who Christ was. Why did, why did they marvel at what Simeon told them? They didn't know, it wasn't that they didn't know who Jesus was. They were amazed by the way God revealed him, coming in the way he did and linking her to his redemptive work. That's why Mary was amazed. Mary was not amazed because, oh my gosh, you mean I have the God-man as my son? 
No, she knew that. It was told her by Gabriel. What amazed Mary is that God had revealed now that she was going to be linked to his redemptive work. And yet, we just discard her now. I can't tell you how many letters I get that Mary is a sinner. Mary is nobody. Mary means nothing. Even letters that Mary was a whore. These are just baffling to me if you claim you understand scripture. That's why we need a church. That's why we need the church to tell us what, what, what God's revelation is. And so the sword indicates that Mary will have a share in her son's suffering. So Simeon says a sword will pierce your heart. Mary will have a share in this suffering. So our Lord suffered for our sins, and it is those sins that forged the sword that pierced Mary's heart. Our sins. We are the reason that sword was forged and then pierced into her heart. So we also, now this is surprising, you also have a duty to atone not only to God, but also to Mary, his mother, and our mother too, for what you did what I've done. Do you know when we sin against somebody, what does our faith teach? We must make amends for it. Do you ever make amends to Mary? Because we are the reason that sword pierced her heart. If you took a sword and stuck it into somebody's heart and they survived, you would need to somehow make amends to them. Well, you would even if they died. And so have we made amends to Mary? We are the reason that her heart is pierced. The sword has struck her, and we don't think about that. Mary reminds us of the tremendous evil of sin. She is, her tears, though, help wash away those sins of the whole world. You know, when I was in the Philippines, they took me to a chapel of hundreds of statues of Jesus and Mary, and everyone was weeping. They had oil coming out, and you could see the oil dripping. As I was there, I took a little container and captured, there was one statue of Our Lady of Grace, and her hands and Our Lady of Grace are out like this, and the oil was dripping from her fingers. It's not that you just put oil on these statues because they wouldn't continuously drip. They would be there, they would dry up. As I was there for hours upon hours, I watched that oil as it continued to fall from her eyes in every one of those statues. I'll probably show it, I took pictures. I'll, I'll try to show it in one of my upcoming Saturday talks. And I just remember looking at those tears and, and tons of people from all over the Philippines were coming. And, but I never thought about those tears are washing away the sins of the world. What do we do when we have a stain? We wash it. And it's Mary's tears that are doing that. Her suffering was not one of sadness or despair, surprisingly. It is one of suffering of love. It's a suffering of love. 
And so when we love our blessed mother and her son Jesus, we too will grieve over sin. Why? Because our sins put the nail into Jesus, into his hands and feet, the spear into his side, but also we forget the sword into Mary's heart. And from the sorrows of Mary, we see that we will all, all be responsible. We see all sorrow is the effect of sin. All sorrow is the effect of sin. Do you know the first tears ever shed by mankind? What were the first tears ever shed by mankind? Adam and Eve, when they realized in the garden what they had lost because of sin. Amazing. Every tear that has fallen since then by mankind has its origin in sin. But wait a minute, Father, Mary had no sin. Why are you saying this? Yes, Mary had no sin, but sin caused the death of her son, so sin made her weep. Our sin is the reason. So the woman that we hear Jesus say to her on the cross, woman, behold your son, it's not a derogatory term at this time. It is an honor, really. He's referring to her as is the new Eve. But the woman is the pinnacle of God's creation. We men are the knuckleheads. Women are many in ways the pinnacle. The church has always recognized the dignity of woman, of the woman and her role in salvation history. And I want to finish with this, what Vatican II says. I want to read you a quote. It says, women in trial who stand upright at the foot of the cross like Mary, you who so often in history have given to men the strength to battle unto the very end and to give witness to the point of martyrdom, aid them now still once more to retain courage in their great undertakings while at the same time maintaining patience and an esteem for humble beginnings. What a beautiful quote on the dignity of the woman. So I do finish the mass for the seven sorrows as we just heard from, what a beautiful rendition from our postulant Austin, uh, the traditional hymn, Stabat Mater, uh, basically what we say at the stations of the cross. And you know, there's several verses, but, but uh, the main verse that you may know is at the cross her station keeping stood the mournful mother weeping close to Jesus at the last. What a beautiful day, a sorrowful day, but yet nonetheless beauty in the tears of Mary washing away the sins. She did not forgive the sins. Jesus forgives the sins. But it's Mary's tears that are an integral part of what we experience at the cross. Are you a Marian helper? Join our Spiritual Benefit Society and start sharing in the graces of all the daily masses, prayers, and good works of Marian priests and brothers all over the world. Sign up is free and easy. Simply visit micprayers.org. That's micprayers.org. Thank you, and God bless you. Please follow or subscribe to this podcast 
to receive the latest episodes and updates. If you have been blessed by this podcast, I invite you to leave a review. Reviews greatly improve our podcast ranking and will help spread this podcast to other people throughout the world. Are you enjoying this podcast? I invite you to listen to more shows brought to you by the Marian Fathers of the Immaculate Conception. Join us daily for enriching spiritual content, which will help you on your journey with Jesus Christ. Simply visit divinemercyplus.org for a complete list of our shows. That's divinemercyplus.org. Are you a Marian helper? Join our Spiritual Benefit Society and start sharing in the graces of all the daily masses, prayers, and good works of Marian priests and brothers all over the world. Sign up is free and easy. Simply visit micprayers.org. That's micprayers.org. Thank you, and God bless you.